It's another Sunday night watching the superstars fight. You know it's what we love to do. Talking about NXT or WWE, and we can't forget about AEW. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Connection. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another fantastic edition of Viewer's Choice here on the North-South Connection. Uh, I am Tim, and I am joined by my best friend, the co-host of WWE War, and just all-around good guy, Marcus. Marcus, how are you? Well, I am your best friend. If I was fresh off ankle surgery, unfortunately, there is no way I would defend your title for you, Tim. But I'm good, man. Uh, happy to be watching the AEW Full Gear 2023 with you. And uh, yeah, man, let's let's get into it because we had a we had a long show, including the buy-in or ex- excuse me, zero hour. So uh, just about five hours of AEW tonight. Yeah, and you know. uh, a lot went down, and a lot didn't go down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, but if it's your first time here, your first time in a long time, what Marcus and I do is we watch the pay-per-view so you don't have to. Uh, we give you the must-watch, the must-skip, who the MVP of the night is, and kind of give you an all-around feel for what you may have missed out on should you have chosen to not watch this and and do something else with your Saturday night. Um, but Marcus, do you have uh, the most trusted source of wrestling news, Wikipedia, on hand to read the spoiler-free version of uh Tonight's festivities from the key, the uh what 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 was the, the definition? No, there was a, oh. an adjective they put in front of the Kia Forum, the legendary Kia Forum. Oh, okay. Whatever, superlatives, pal. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll touch on zero hour real quick. We had Eddie Kingston taking on Jay Lethal for the ROH World Championship. Claudio Casagnoli taking on Buddy Matthews in a singles contest, and for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. MJF and his fill-in partner, Samoa Joe, taking on the guns of Austin and Colton. Then we get to the card proper. We start off with a six-man tag team match as Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland take on the Patriarchy, the uh, newly named group of Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. Orange Cassidy took on John Moxley for the AEW International Championship. For the AW Women's World Championship, Timeless Tony Storm took on Hikaru Shida. We had a four-way tag team ladder match as Ricky Starks and Big Bill look to defend their tag team titles against La Faction Inglobanable. I think I got that right. Uh, Rush and Drillist, uh, Ru- excuse me, Rush and Drillistico, uh with Jose out there. Uh, FTR and the Kings of the ba- uh, Black Throne course mal black and brody king we had a three-way match for the aw tbs championship as julia hart chris statlander and sky blue all did battle uh we had a texas death match as hangman adam page took on swerve strickland we had a tag team attraction match as the golden jets of chris jericho and kenny omega took on the young bucks and in our main event of the evening we had schedule an mjf taking on Jay White. Ah, see, and even going back and hearing you talk, talk the 
run the card down, so to speak, from beginning to end. I'm reminded of the good times, and then and then I'm reminded of the bad times. It's like uh, that tub thumping song. Mm-hmm. Songs that remind us of the good times. Songs that remind us of the bad times. Uh, this is. <sighs> well, well, I don't want to poo-poo on what is a really solid card until we get to a certain point. So. Let's talk about something positive, something must watch. I feel like we could pick anything from the first three hours of the pay-per-view, my friend. I think we could as well. I mean, uh, everything tonight was humming. Um, I don't think everything is going to get a must watch, but um, I would just say uh, the first three three hours of the pay-per-view, I thought, were on par with any three hours of pay-per-view that aw's ever done and it seems like we find ourselves in that spot every month now uh talking about aw pay-per-views in that regard but i mean they are just really knocking out the pay-per-view events um knocking them out of the park this year as far as i'm concerned um you know aw is you know definitely charging for their pay-per-views um but you know happy to pay it when the action is this good um really feel like we're getting our dollars worth um so my first must watch um i'm gonna save the big one for you i'm gonna go (laughs) ahead and uh i'm gonna give it to orange cassidy and john moxley for the AEW international championship right in your i don't want to call this like the de facto open because that the six man definitely filled that void um, is giving you all the hits and and really fun stuff, but uh, OC and Mox did their thing, man. They, uh, it definitely felt like the rematch. Um, there's still a lot of meat left on the bone mm-hmm. to run it back again. Um, and I think they did a great job of telling the story, continuing to tell the story that they told on television the week prior, with just the ineffectiveness. Of the orange punch. Um, even in this match, it was still rather ineffective. It just had a multiplier on top of it mm-hmm. in regards to a exposed top turnbuckle that kind of just made it all the more. But uh, all in all, man, it was good to see OC get the clean victory uh, over John Moxley uh, to kind of. Uh, get the albatross off of his back and, and continue on with his international championship reign. Uh, but what did you think of the match, Marcus? I uh, thought it was a great match, uh, as to be expected with those two. Um, again, I think you've got your best baby face. I think you've got your best heel, um, your best guy in general, I think, in John Moxley. Um, and they delivered yet again um, a different match from their first match. The story maybe didn't have the same urgency. I don't even know if that's the right word, but there's just something that the first match had that the second match doesn't, but that's not to knock the second match because they told a different story. And that was Orange Cassidy really being able to dig deep this time and and stick to his guns and keep hitting the orange punch and kind of chopping down the big tree um, that is John Moxley in this match. And... He get, he picks up the win, man. Like he he hits the uh, beach break, I believe, and um and that's able that's enough to get the win on Moxley. And we're definitely not done with this story. Um, again, we kind of talked during the pay per view. 
about, you know, maybe some things that AW can get back to or lean into. Um, it feels like they lost a little bit of steam, maybe, at least for us uh, and some others in the last cycle of TV. Um, but one thing they can get back to is booking off of factions. It's something that the company does really well. And they've got Trent out there for this one at the end of the match. They've got Hook involved. Uh, you got OC. And you get Yuta out there and you get uh, Claudio. And now you've got, you know, a, a couple, at least a couple episodes of television um, with, you know, best friends and best friends adjacent groupings going up against the the uh, BCC. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Um, it's it's interesting to see the interactions with Hook and Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like... Um, Hook, Hook's not, definitely not a wedge per se, but it's it's interesting to see Orange Cassidy kind of split his time between the best friends and the cold-blooded handsome devil, Hook. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to see if they do more with that. Um, you know, if you had asked me today, or if you'd asked me maybe 30 minutes ago, if I thought that AEW might do something to give me something along the lines of where I, uh, Orange Cassidy would side um, with a, a long-term storytelling, um, I might say yes. But uh, after watching tonight's pay-per-view, um, there's a question in that for me. Mm. Um, but I want to stay positive. Um I know we said, or you said before, that like you would, you could give a must, a must watch to like anything within the first three hours. I think that's a little bit of hyperbole, just because of how we label must watch. I think everything was good. Um, there's a couple of matches that I would say that you don't need to go back and watch, um, but there's one match you cannot miss, and you alluded to it earlier. And for me, it's the main event of the night. Mm-hmm. Texas Death, Hangman Page, and Swerve Strickland. Yep. Um, boy, this might be the best AEW match of all time. Mm-hmm. This might be the best match of 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got right to it. They they didn't le- play in any pleasantries. Hangman with the jump start. Swerve ghouling out hangman getting gross um this it's much like um that uh sketch from saturday night live uh with stefan it's like this match had everything that's exactly how this felt um i was pleasantly i was very pleased it exceeded expectations uh swerve is amazing Hangman Page, when motivated, is right up there with some of the best uh, in AEW. Um, and this was definitely, uh, this is a gold star, five star match for me. Um, I can't wait to see uh, Dave Meltzer find a way to shave like a star and a half off of this. No, I think contrary, I think you might go sixes, uh, sixes. On this match, um, you know, star ratings aren't our deal here on the here on the show, um, but we've got a, a certified dudes rock match 
Oh, 100%. Um, nothing rocked as hard as this match all night as far as I'm concerned. A lot of stuff um, rocked, though. A lot of stuff rocked. I think Swerve hit an all-time uh, all gusher. Um, that was pretty gross. Um, I think Hangman Page got hard weighed uh, on, on top of his dome. Um, yeah, man, just lots of contact. I thought the I thought the jump start was a great idea, especially after Swerve had that amazing entrance. Um, I thought it was a good way to get right to the action and also not risk Hangman not being able to live up to the aura of uh, Swerve Strickland and risk losing some of the crowd. And then, you know, if you get, you know, two banger entrances and then you've got to, you know, draw them back into the match after they get cooled down, um, it can be pulling teeth a little bit. And there was no time for that. These guys got right to it, uh, kept the action hot and heavy, never really dipped. And uh, the intensity was off the charts. And um, this match, I hate to say like it way over delivered, but um, it way over delivered. Um, this match... Yeah could have been the main event and they could have said hey um we have to stop the show we'll show you the other two matches on dynamite we'll bring them to you later this week good night everybody and i would have given them more money than what i paid for the show tonight yeah this match definitely left me felt feeling satisfied mm -hmm. um especially when you're counting cards like we do sometimes, which also sounds like a really great podcast title for mm -hmm. like weighing out how wrestling cards are. I'm going to save that one in my pocket for later. But um, yeah, this match was gross. Awesome. They did stuff I never thought I'd see or at least see in mainstream wrestling. Prince Nana is a gem. Mm hmm. Um, if there's one nitpick I had, it's Brian Cage's involvement. Yeah. I felt like that was, um, a bit unnecessary. I didn't, I didn't care for that part, but I'm not going to let, uh, Brian Cage's involvement ruin a all timer for me. But yeah, I agree. I thought it was not necessary. Yeah. It just felt like a way to give, give, uh, a breather to swerve, to give the last bit of onslaught. But still, really, really, really effing good. Um, uh, I'll go next. I, th I think there's another must-watch for the night, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, anytime the icon, the main event, the franchise, old real estate Steve himself, the big stinger, is on pay-per-view. It's a must-watch for me. And... Maybe Sting didn't do a crazy balcony dive. He didn't jump off of any ladders. Didn't do anything crazy. To be able to see Edge in there teaming up with uh, one of his favorite wrestlers of all time, Sting. And seeing the fun double team offense that they had. Seeing Darby sprinkle his stuff in there. He took an amazing beating. Um, Christian, as always, is, is great. They've got the AW crowd in 2023 begging for edge to get his hands on christian um just goes to show that the classics never got a style and uh that was a, i thought this was the best that nick waynes looked um and you know luchasaurus i thought you know played his part did okay um 
but when you got Edge and Christian and and the big stinger, um, they're not going to allow for any room for error. Right. And so this match was humming. I thought it was a great opener. And um, just off of the, the strength of Real Estate Steve, um, QVC Sting, um, it's a must-watch for me. If for no other reason than to to have people have something to tweet at Jeremy Padauer and uh, the Jazz Wears team to make a super toyetic uh, ringside collectibles three pack for this uh, for this attire, really swanky robes, sick face paint. Mm-hmm. Um, Darby took a nasty bump on the side of the ring. I'm talking about the choke slam. The choke slam. Yeah. Oh, gross. Uh, as we said before, Darby's here for a a fun time, not a long time. Um, but yeah, man, this match was, I don't know if I would say it's must watch. I mean, I'm definitely here for Sting's final ride um, from now until Revolution. Um, but it is uh, it is definitely a fun match uh, to watch. Just like everything else on the card leading up to that with Sheeta and Tony Storm, fantastically fun match. The triple threat for the TBS title, super fun match. Very exciting to see Julia Hart win the TBS championship. Even the four-way ladder match for the AEW tag team titles, super fun match as well, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that was pretty brutal. I don't right. know if we're going to talk about it, but that was, uh, you know, for me, it's a must watch um, because I like my ladder matches with a sense of danger. And I like when everything doesn't go uh, picture perfect. And I like when uh, the element of a non-working ladder um, is at play. And this match had that. And it also had a, a ton of contact. Um, I thought everybody looked good in the ladder match. Right. Um I thought there was good urgency in trying to get to the titles. Um, it just kind of like threaded all the needles, I think, that a ladder match needs to have. Um, it was definitely less spotty, I thought. And when there were spots, you know, there's a couple like, you know, big group dive spots and some of the other tropes that you're going to have in, in multi-man matches. Um, but this was kind of like the spot for that on the show. And uh, so kind of had to deliver that. But there is also some other just sick bumps. Um, Brody King definitely came to play in this match. Um, Cash Wheeler. Cash did. Wheeler was probably the MVP of the match. Like, I don't think if if you cannot afford to take anybody out of this match, I think it was Cash Wheeler. He just seemed to be everywhere, everywhere, um, doing everything. Um, so yeah, he came with his working boots on, so to speak. And um, yeah, so it's, it's it's a must watch for me. Um, and that bleeds into. Um, I don't think a match is going to get must watch either, but I think it's important to track this person's growth. Um, somebody that we've grown fond of on the podcast, uh, somebody who uh, our buddies, Brett and DJ have also grown fond of, and that is Julia Hart. Um, really cool to see her character progression. Really cool to see her in ring progression above that. Um, she's really come a long way and not just come a long way as far as like, Oh, she was bad and now she's okay. Like, no, 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 no. Like, she is good. If we were playing our game, you know, are there 10? Julia Hart is in the group of 10. For sure, for sure. Uh, especially knowing that she came across or she came aboard as 
the cheerleader for the varsity varsity blondes mm-hmm. and then you know with the storyline with the house of black getting her involved in the spooky world um julia hart's just taken big strides to get where she is now and i'm very excited to see the uh reset now on the tbs championship mm-hmm. um you know it it was kind of held i don't want to use this phrase as like a negative but it was kind of held hostage by Jade Cargill mm-hmm. because I just don't feel like there was anyone who was going to be who was going to be able to take the title off of her that was also not too big to win the title. Right. The person to win it was always going to be Statlander. So until she came back and until they were also ready for Jade to take a loss. Right. The the title was was going to be you know, captive. And very quickly after winning the title, Chris Statlander became too big to hold the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, what she did with the title and the short time she's had it, um, kind of over it exceeds expectations with the title. And now with a Julia Hart holding that title, it opens up a myriad of possibilities and challengers for who can possibly dethrone Julia Hart. Mm hmm. While still also giving Julia Hart the ability to continue her growth and to work through some of the the actual mid-card talent in the women's roster. But now with with Statlander out of the picture, you can look to like a Ruby Soho or an Emmy Sakura or like even somebody who was just in the world title picture, like an Abaddon, if she's going to be around longer than just for Halloween. Um, this is a spot for them to be able to go after, um, Julia and mm-hmm. the TBS championship. Um, but it's not all sunshine and rainbows for viewers choice. Um, because the last hour of this pay-per-view could be some of the worst that AEW has done in its history. Yeah. So let me... Let me catch everybody up to speed. Um, I I believe if I have my timeline right, around 1030 was the end of the Texas death match between Hangman Page and Swerve Strickland. And again, that match was an instant all-timer. Um, so we knew we had the big announcement left and we had two matches left, right? Or is a big announcement before? Big announcement was before the Texas death match. Mm-hmm. So we had two matches left after the Texas death match. And AEW likes to kind of backload their last three matches on the pay-per-view. And more times than not, it's a success. It's a success. And it ends up pulling up the whole show. Right. To make the whole show amazing. Uh, because you have this back end stretch of an hour and a half. That might have been what they were going for tonight, but I don't think it hit tonight. Not at um, all. You Unless had... you're a specific kind of fan. Like, do you thoroughly enjoy the Young Bucks in 2023? If you do, seek help. <laughs> find a counselor. Talk through whatever issues you have. And come back when you're ready. Um, I'm, I'm completely kidding, but like... It just, for me and for you, the Young Bucks are not our cup of tea. 
And it's more so this is already the third rehash of like our friends aren't allowed to be friends with anybody else except for us, which and- is something they're already <laughs> doing with like MJF and Adam Cole. And it's their second time doing it with Kenny Omega. Yeah. So it's just like, and it's not any different. And it's just, it's just tired. It's, it's tired. And I don't know what you have the, have for the young bucks. Um, you know, I don't need to see them in a tag team ladder match again. So I don't know where their spot is um, on the card, you know, and he could have put this much earlier in the show. And I think it, I think it would have been fine. Um, but putting it in the back end of the match after the match we just saw, but the Texas death match where hangman page um, just brought the contact where swerve Strickland um, hit an Eddie spot. He hit the main vein. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the audacity to have this this tag match worked around the Young Bucks targeting Chris Jericho's arm so he can't hit the Judas effect. And there's a little bit of color on Jericho's arm. And I'm like, I just, I just saw a real-life horror movie for the last 30 minutes between Hangman and Swerve Strickland. And now you're going to tell me that, you know... A little bit of juice on the arm is is something to be concerned with, you know. Like, may maybe dynamite, maybe any other night, but not right after the match we just saw, for sure. And even like beyond all of that, too, right? Like, as you said, you could easily take this match in the Tony Storm Akarushita match and swap them, mm-hmm. or even the tag team ladder match. Oh yeah, and this one, and swap them. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, we get this here, and technically speaking, this match is fine. Oh yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Es- especially they really do. I-, I will give. I will give certain credit where credit is due. I feel like they really kicked it up in like the set the 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 final stretch of the match. I think like the last third. Mm-hmm when they kind of lose the format of the tag match yeah. and it's kind of a bedlam brawl. And and that's kind of a Jericho signature. Like he's for, for all your, your criticisms of Chris Jericho, I feel like over his body of work, he's usually really good about ramping up that third and final act of the match. Right. And, and this is no exception for um, sure. I mean, it's not of Jericho's doing that. That is, is where it is, but at least structurally, I think the match is very good um, the right team won if any team should have won. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could have found a way to have both teams lose and the Golden Jets never team again and the Young Bucks lose their tag team title opportunity, I would have gone for that. But uh, that's just me being a cynical old man who's yelling at clouds. Um, I, I, I thought um, for Chris Jericho to be in this position before in his career at WrestleMania 18 to be obligated to follow an all-time banger um, and to kind of be in on a smaller scale, but kind of be in a situation again. I just felt like that tag match 
all of the pathos, all of the elongated storytelling. Again, maybe that match just wasn't for me, so I found it completely unnecessary. Um, it definitely feels like we're doing load management with Kenny Omega. Feels like, you know, this is a guy who's, he's LeBron. He's got to play 38 minutes. And right now they're trying to get him to play 25 minutes a night. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the numbers are okay, but he's a racehorse. He's got a race. Right. Meanwhile, not to derail our conversation, but we do have Survivor Series 96 on. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because Leather Daddy Undertaker is a look What's that look for you? I think it's one of the... Um, it's one of the worst Undertaker yes. looks of all time. Yeah, like, This was a choice. And it was a bad one. Like, Undertaker <laughs> might as well have come out in super indie garbage bags at this one. I feel like uh, Damian Priest is going to like purposely recreate this look. I think he has already. Oh, has he? That's I'm funny. sure. Especially being a spooky Judgment Day pervert. <laughs> um... <laughs> But speaking of perverts, we get to the main event. Oh, boy. Known knife pervert, Switchblade Jay White, takes on Adam Cole. So <laughs> to borrow a phrase from you, I'll try to clean it up for the airways. Nah, F it. They, um, they try to go around their elbow to get to their asshole real bad. Yeah. Here. Um, so... In order to have followed this story, you had to have watched the Zero Hour. MJF defends the, the ROH tag titles. The Guns do a steel chair jammy on MJF's knee. He gets carted off in an ambulance going to a medical, a local medical facility. And the last words of MJF are, don't let them take my title. And Adam Cole promises he's not going to let them take the title. So very mm-hmm. early on in the pape, Tony Khan, or Tony Schiavone has to come out with Bryce Remsburg, the Triple B, and Switchblade Jay White, and say MJF will not be able to compete, and therefore Switchblade Jay White will be is now the new AEW World Champion. But before they can get that out, Adam Cole says, "Well, I talked to Tony Khan." And Tony Khan said that I can take MJF's place and defend the title for Max. Adam Cole, by the way, in a walking boot and with crutches. <laughs> and not even like walking boot that you can put weight on. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's like he can't even tiptoe around this ankle. Okay. So somehow he has been given the okay. The clearance, if you will. To wrestle. So we get to the main event. And Switchblade Jay White's wearing the all red attire that he concussed Adam Cole in. Adam Cole comes out. He does the big entrance. And they go to ring the bell. And here comes the ambulance. And it's MJF driving the ambulance. Wouldn't you know it. With his thigh taped up and his knee taped up, walk into the ring. Marcus, why did all of the king's horses and all of the king's men try to stop MJF from hitting the ring, even though they just watch a man literally not be able to walk to the ring on his own power without crutches? 
Yeah, I like to try to give people the benefit of the doubt in this situation, but I mean, when you've got as many hands, um, helping hands around as AEW does, somebody's got to ask the question, like, why isn't anybody trying to stop Adam Cole? Um, and, I, you know, maybe somebody did, and maybe they got an answer um, that it just didn't matter, but it stuck out like a sore thumb, I thought. Um, it didn't make any sense. We didn't need 20 people around MJF trying to keep him from competing. I, I didn't think it added anything. Um, and, you know, if, if you wanted to have a bunch of the wrestlers come out, maybe, and be like, come on, man, like, you got to stop. But again, nobody, nobody's really uh, a friend of uh, MJF except for Adam Cole, so they wouldn't do that. Um, but yeah, I, I think Max should have just hobbled down to the ring. Uh, he gets in the ring. They end up having what's got to be a 30-minute match. I haven't looked at the match time. Um, I know Jay White is a great wrestler. I know he is. Um, I can't think of any, I'll say, North American matches off the top of my head that I would actively call great and want to go back and watch other than the, the FTR tag matches. And maybe that's just a, you know, him, him not getting acclimated fully yet. Um, you know, playing a part on TV, maybe he hasn't been put in that position to have those kind of matches. Maybe I don't even want to see those kind of matches. Um, so this was technically good. I don't think I bid on anything. And, um, I think we were all just kind of waiting for the value. And it never came. So by value, of course, we were talking about the on again, off again, on again. Pretty much the entire crux of this entire feud. Because Switchblade gets jumped very early on in this by the devil. Mm-hmm. And the devil's goons. Right. And then they dropped it for a week or two. There was almost no men there was no mention of the devil stuff for one week. I think another week there was very little, if any at all. So they had two weeks, believably, to that they, they didn't push the angle and they could have just dropped it because they dropped other things during this angle. And they end up bringing it back. And then it because when it's reintroduced, then it really becomes the crux of this angle along with the title belt stealing and the Samoa Joe help. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as as a tangent to this, the Roderick strong and the kingdom stuff. Right. But Marcus MJF with one leg and a dynamite diamond ring Mm -hmm. single handedly beats the guns and Switchblade Jay White to retain the AEW world title. And there's no devil after five hours of the pay-per-view. Not a mention, not a sight, not an appearance. I don't even think a reference. Um, I felt particularly um, played Marcus. for being tuned in five hours for an angle that I didn't really want to see. I just wanted to see how they were going to get out of it. And um, the way they got out of it was just not delivering a payoff at all. Marcus, I'm going to let the the world in on a little secret. When the lower third pops up on the screen, 
with the AEW. Marcus, you're barely holding it together right now <laughs> when the lower third pops up on the screen and the pay-per-view signs off and there is no devil. <laughs> you tackle much like you're doing right now where as I am sitting down and I am mouth agape saying what the fuck does this mean Kobe Bryant <laughs> I was just kind of watching to see a car crash and the car like there there was no car they never got in the car it didn't even like it was in the driveway it was just never there it was more like two people walked into each other on this road uh yeah, so you had a theory that maybe it's supposed to be Roddy Strong. Of but course, Roddy Strong. From, he died from right. Roddy's sins the night before on T. On, Took on, a nasty head dump. Yeah, um, unfortunately. But again, like you got the costume, you just put you just put a dude with a head. You, in do, the, you in don't the have costume. you don't have a shortage of like small white guys on your roster. Even if it was Roderick Strong, his head didn't fall off. Can't you just like you could have just put a put the hood on Roddy. You know, a laugh, a picture, a moving image, anything, nothing. A, a picture, just a photograph. Chad Kroger holding a framed picture of the devil that saying, look worked. at this photograph. But we got nothing, man. Nothing. And um, they seem to really be pushing that Max is on to Samoa Joe to make good on his, his deal with the devil. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, But the, the deal he made with Kingpin's... Kingpin Samoa Joe seems to be next for Max. Um, and with how heavy they were hammering that while MJF is walking up the ramp, I'm like, they're not going to do anything with the devil. They're not going to do anything with the devil. I'm sitting I'm, here and I'm like, they had to be doing something with the devil. They're taking way too much time. They're setting something up. There's random shots of the crowd. Best rib? No rib. <laughs> okay, Fuji. <laughs> there was absolutely nothing. Um, I just kind of like, you know, uh, I don't know if I'm just old, if I'm just slightly miserable, but I kind of push back against like surprise culture because I feel like people are just waiting for like the surprise instead of like the substance. You have been that way, at least in wrestling for quite some time. Yeah. Like you, you firmly stand behind the reason why everybody thinks that the raw after WrestleMania is so good is because you got like seven surprises. It's all about surprises. It's not about like anything logical. It's just like, Oh, something happened that I didn't expect to happen. Who's going to appear. Like it's a Saturday night live effect. Like it's not about the guest. It's about like who the guest of the guests are that pop on. Those are the clips that go viral. Those get the, Ooh, from the crowd. Right. Like, so I feel like wrestling is get? <laughs> I feel like wrestling is kind of the same way. And I like when it's just a no, you don't get any of that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I liked it. Um, so it made me laugh. Um, you know, if if you were waiting with bated breath, uh, hold your breath. Keep, just keep holding on. Um, we're going to make it through. Um so yeah, man, all that, all that uh, theorizing, all that hypothesizing, all, all that genius thing, baby, um, as to who it could be. I mean, it's all still in play. I don't care. <laughs> the angle has gone on, and I was of the opinion that the angle, because they had introduced it, and there was a hundred things going on, and then they kind of dropped it, and then they reintroduced it, that it had just 
It had grown too big, and whoever it was going to be, with the exception of Phil himself, there was not going to be a a person who was going to fill that spot who would have been adequate, I think. Marcus, at this point, we might as well be playing EWR. The crowd is confused, (laughs) and they have soured on this entire feud. And if they show anything of the devil ever again, <laughs> even if it's MJF at this point, like I, the only thing I want to see is MJ. Like there's a promo on dynamite. MJF is in the ring. He may have Adam Cole with him. The lights go out. The lights go out. The lights go out. And then the devil mask just shows up at MJF's feet and he picks it up and he puts it back in his bag. And there's a note inside that says, Sorry for borrowing your mask, the devil, and that's it. And I never hear about it again. I gotta say, why well, I, I do love that. I oh, I it's think, horrible. I think this is the biggest booking misstep, probably since the the barbed wire exploding death match. I was about that, to say the same thing. That half kind of wasn't their fault. Like the the bombs weren't working that day, the bombs weren't bombing. <laughs> so, um, this is as far as like a concentrated decision that was made to be like, nah, f that. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just don't do it? <laughs> just in the middle of everything. Yeah, this feels like a major. I wouldn't say like a final nail in the coffin. It's a giant faux pas. Like, yeah, this is a big, this is a big slip. And, um, I think Tony's got some digging to do. Especially since he's also, he found a way to single handedly cut the legs out of three of the four members of arguably one of the most fun groups in AEW with Jay white and the buck and the guns. Like, MJF on one leg beat the three of them, beat the brakes off of them with the with the diamond ring. What? Like, yeah, which you know, if I get it, he's got to look strong if he's going to go up against Samoa Joe. These are what this is what a heel faction is for. I get it. I'm not going to cry over over that. I'm fine. Um, but but at least better, with the devil, I, with the devil, it can explain a little bit of it. I better see Samoa Joe win that belt. Oh, Samoa Taz better win it at I'll World's End. What? I'm gonna be pissed, Bobby. This might be that might be World's End might be viewers' choices end <laughs> if if it doesn't go right. You are the beginning of my end. But like this is gonna this might be next December 31st because we're gonna be recording past midnight for sure then. That is going to be the series finale of viewer's choice if Samoa Joe does not win the <laughs> like we our regular scheduled programming has been canceled. We are now showing you the Westminster Kennel Club dog show. Like that's how it's gonna feel. Um but yeah, man, that last hour just Stalaput. But the highs were extremely high. Mm-hmm. And the lows were like makeshift aircraft visiting the Titanic low. Like, 
controlling a submarine with a bootleg PlayStation controller bad. Okay. Not there. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yeah. Not ideal, non preferred, zero stars. So if you're going to watch AW um, Full Gear 2023, suggest stopping after the Texas death match. You won't miss a thing. Zero. You things. won't feel bad. You'll feel very good. You'll feel great. You will have been like, man, this is a great three hour pay per view. I don't know why my feed cut out right after Hangman and Swerve. Mm-hmm. There it is. Tim, do you have an MVP on this night? Swerve FN Strickland. Yep. My man, ne'er since the savior of the world came to earth has someone bled so much and given so much in one day. My man, my man took staples to the chest. He got dumped on his head on some tack, on some barbed wire. My man took everything. And shout out to Prince Nana and the dancers at the beginning of the of the show, oh, so at awesome. the beginning of the match. Like, so good. Um, but, yeah, it's got to be Swerve, right? Yeah, Swerve is my MVP as well. Um, and that's not to take anything away from Hangman. Hangman no. did his part and then some. Yeah. Like, Hangman was walking tall on this night. He was excellent. These two have incredible chemistry. I do not want this to be the end of the feud. I want a rubber match. I want it to be the end of the feud until Swerve gets the title. Yeah. And then, and then get back to it. Um, yeah, This was just so wild. I can't imagine anything, and again, not doubting them, their abilities, knocking them. It's just I can't imagine this kind of magic happening again. Um, it was insane. Again, go out, go out of your way. Check out the match. I guess content warning. It's It's gruesome. Um, it is downright disgusting. It's one of the more disgusting matches um, and sickening matches that have ever taken place for a major promotion. Yeah, like um, it was only thing it's missing is like a weed whacker and like, I don't know, a gun. Yeah, the yeah. Um, yeah, but Shane Strickland, man, um, he, he showed just how versatile he is. Um, you were talking about it. There's like nothing he can't do. Now he doesn't do all of it at the same time, but when he's put in those situations, there is nothing he can't do. He can, he can high, he can fly with the highest flyers. He can go in there and, and he can bring the contact now that he's, he's really bumped up to heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Um, he can deliver the heavyweight style of match. Um, he's not afraid day to style. do ghoul stuff. He can do ghoul stuff. And he's just super cool. Yeah. And he, you know, he can do entertainment. Uh, he can do the home invasion angles. He can do the over the top stuff. Um, he can deliver a, a serious uh, work shooting promo. He can do everything. He's, um, he's one of the more complete wrestlers that AEW has. And I the, really hope that next year we see him win the AEW World Championship. I dare say he's probably one of the most complete performers in television, yes. re- televised wrestling today. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a super short list for, uh, for swerve rarefied air. Mm -hmm. Um, but of course don't let it just be up to me. Uh, let us know in the comments on the podcast on north, south connection.com, north, south connection, podbean.com. 
about this, uh, hit us up on Twitter at TNM shows on what you think. Um, we are proud to be on the uh, North South connection. So many podcasts, both audio and visual, check out our YouTube channel, like, and subscribe. Um, our war games project is going to be wrapping up very soon. We're almost into the top, the final five, the top five war games matches of all time. Uh, spoiler Marcus and I covered, uh, the number eight war games match, according to our, our pundits, which is, uh, team Pat McAfee versus the undisputed. Don't call them that. Don't call them that. That's what I said. No, that's what they're called. It's the brand versus undisputed era team Pat McAfee. Um, so listen to us or watch us do that on YouTube. Um, and if you enjoy what we do here, check us out uh, every Monday at midnight or Monday morning when you wake up for uh, Final Wrestling Place on the Soon to Be Named Network. Where Marcus and I take, uh, we've been taking a look at uh, lists compiled on the internet of various topics and just breaking them down and seeing how close they are to actually being right in our eyes. Um, and. We've gone through quite a bit of them, but it's a fun time. It's a quick hour or so listen every week. We hope you guys uh, would join us along the along the the ride for that. Um, we will be back next week. That's right, next Saturday, next Sabbath day for WWE Survivor Series in the War Games. Are you ready? Are you ready for the Survivor Series? Um, so it's going to be fun. After that, it's world's end and then we are into the year 2024 how about it holy smokes so um for marcus i'm tim this has been viewer's choice and remember the choice is yours